coming live from Oklahoma is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. Or uske pehle main apne darshakon ko, apne doston ko Ganesh Chaturthi ki bahut sari subhkamnaayi deta hu. Or ye English mein isliye show karta hu kyunki bahut sare guests hain jo bahar ke desh se hain, unko Hindi nahi aati. Varna mujhe Hindi bolna bahut pasand hai. और मैं चाहता हूं कि ज्यादा से ज्यादा गेस्ट ऐसे भी हों जिनके साथ अपनी भाषा में बात कर सकते हैं तो वो बहुत ही अच्छा है सो आपको वो फिर से गणेश चतुर्थी की बहुत सारी शुभकामनाएं आपका जो भी बिजनेस है पर्सनल वर्क है एंडेवर्स है सब में गणेश जी अपना आशीर्वाद बनाए रखे और हो सके तो आप हम पर भी अपना आशीर्वाद बनाए रखिए शो को वॉच कीजिए देखिए और अगर अच्छा लगता है तो बताइए कुछ कमी लगती है तो वो भी बताइए ताकि हम उसको थोड़ा ठीक कर सके ज्यादा से ज्यादा अच्छे टॉपिक्स को ला सके मैं चाहता हूं आप लोग भी इसमें शामिल हो अगर आप सवाल कर सकते हैं कुछ आ, उनके जवाब चाहते हैं गेस्ट के द्वारा मेरे द्वारा तो मैं आप लोगों को वो सारी बातें जरूर करूंगा और ऐसा एक भी सवाल जाया नहीं जाएगा जिसका जवाब आपको नहीं मिलेगा सो धन्यवाद थैंक यू सो मच एंड हियर I will go back to the guest and we'll take it forward on today's topic. And today we have got Amy Siegfried, uh, entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, podcast host, and so many things, investor and sports fan. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So we'll be talking today about, you know, the art of talking sports and especially, you know, in business, and especially for women business people, uh, business women, and, and into other uh, facets of life. So first of all, you know, uh, Amy, tell us exactly about uh, how this thing, uh, talking about sports and, you know, last night game came up. Please, if you can help our audience understand this particular thing. Of course, of course. So. I used to work in Major League Baseball and I was probably, I was in my early 20s and I was an intern at the Arizona Diamondbacks and I brought a girlfriend to a game with me and uh, she said, well, why are the guys running off the field? And I said, well, they have three outs. And she said, what's an out? And so I realized that she really didn't understand the world of sports, which there's nothing wrong with that. But she also worked in a male dominated industry. And I, I thought as a, as a young woman in that industry, how do you continue to level the playing field, right? Sports is one of those things that allows you to have a foray into all the conversations and sort of, um, like I said, level that playing field. And so I had this idea of, let's talk about the human interest side of sports. But that's really what people talk about anyways. No one talks about the score. Maybe they talk about a big win, but it's not the technical stuff that we tend to talk about or we tend to think about. Uh, sports really is quite a crossover between pop culture and sports. It's its a great way to, to lead into a lot of different conversations. I always say that sports is a great way to start, but then you can turn it into anything you know about, whether that's food or travel, whatever that might be, sports is this great way to start the conversation and then move into something else that you're more comfortable with. Right. 
right so how do you bring like a lot of people you know especially men they are interested in sports and there are a lot of women who are into business and this you know gap is uh, decreasing a lot of men are into sports now women are also into sports a lot of men are were into business now a lot of women are also into business entrepreneurs and especially in india uh, there is a lot of women who are into you know solo entrepreneurs and uh, small businesses and even in corporate sector the number of women is increasing and people are looking at you know pulling uh, getting more women into the workforce in companies and in that sense where does this uh, sports come in is it is it that it helps you what uh, it opens doors for you uh, it helps you talk better or is it like where does sports help you in your business in your career or in any other sphere of life and where does your last night's game come in how does it help people to talk about sports without knowing about those sports it's a great question so last night's game what we have is we have a tri-weekly email publication that comes out every monday wednesday and friday i believe in short and sweet because we are all very busy especially those business yeah. folks you were talking about so we have a it's about a three minute read monday wednesday and friday uh, we also have a podcast that comes out once a week. And like this week, we're talking about college football, the, the five things you need to know because American football season is really ramping up here in the States. And so that's a four minute podcast. And so for me, it's really giving people a little bit so that they have that sort of that thing to create a conversation with, but you don't have to dive deep down the downward spiral of what's happening. And so that's kind of how we do that. And that's how I, I have found that sports has helped me going to networking events and all of those kinds of things, it just allows you to um, have that lead in, if you will. It's another tool in your tool belt that you have to be able to be successful. It's a great way to talk to customers. It's a great way to talk to um, people maybe you're, you're trying to create business partnerships with. And all those things, I, I, I find that sports is a an, an wonderful way to just have that initial conversation and make those connections. And that's really truly what we're here to do is help you make your connections and help drive your business and help further you as an individual. Okay. Okay. So it helps you, you know, uh, strike conversations, uh, especially uh, men who are into business. And then uh, women also, obviously, there are a lot of women who are into sports. Uh, in India also, that number is increasing. Uh, women, uh, you can see we women uh, commentators into sports then people who are associated with a lot of women's sports, that part is growing. But my question here is that, is it, uh, you know, there is, you talk about that you are never left out of the discussion. Getting to learn about sports on your own is one thing. It is good. You must know about. But to have the fear of not to be left out of discussion, now, isn't it some people, you know, it's good that a woman is talking about it, but how do some people take it? Do they take it that why should we do that? It's like we don't have to be, you know, uh, uh, treading the same path like what, what men want. What about feminism and what about feminists? Means uh, those hardline stances that sometimes people tend to take. How do you bring those, you know, different views together? 
when you are talking about uh, this sort of a business of yours? And I'm shaking my head, yes, because I have definitely heard that. And what I, I tell people is, A, about 25 to 30% of our followers are men. They're men in tech, they're men in different industries um, that don't have time to keep up with sports. Also, someone like my husband who does sales all over the world, he needs to know what's happening everywhere. He may pay attention to his teams, but he doesn't pay attention to what's happening all over the world. And so that is a key piece of that too, is it's just like you and I watch the news. We may know what's going on just a little bit here and there, but we watch it because we wanna be informed. We wanna be ready to go. And that is basically what that comes down to. I, I tell people, someone said to me once, oh, well, you're making a sports for dummies. No, that's not it, because you're not a dummy if you don't know sports. We're all good and we're all smart at something different. And that's that's what we, that's how we're made, right? That's what makes the world go round is we're all different and we all contribute differently. And so my theory and the way we kind of approach it is this is giving you just enough to have a little bit of information, just like watching the news. You know what's going on. But you're able to, so that way you're able to just join in a conversation. And I, 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 I did an interview earlier with a TV station here, and the guy said, "I know a lot about sports, but I always learn something when you come on the station, because we try to find that human interest side of sports and that those pieces that we can really create a conversation around, versus just talking about the the the, the score. And and for for our for, for our U.S. Uh, readers, we covered cricket." which I know obviously is a huge sport for you. Uh, We covered cricket and we try to find some of those pieces that will introduce people who are not familiar with a sport to that sport. So I have a a dear friend who's in Australia and is obviously a huge cricket fan. And so he helped me break down sort of the fun, interesting things about going to a cricket game, what to wear, what to expect. And that to me is part of how we give everyone that comfort zone. And maybe that's the best way to say it's sort of like a comfort food. We just want you to be able to know that sports is this comfortable spot for you, that you're able to pull out just a little bit here or there when you're in a conversation, when you're talking to someone new, and you can be able to use that as a connection point. So it's not about men or women or living into a man's world, um, because like I said, there are a lot of men who don't pay attention to sports. Uh, I had a gentleman once approach me and say, I love reading. I I make sure I read a couple of editions right before I go to the barbershop. Because when I get my hair cut, all the guys talk about are sports and I don't care about sports. So I come prepared just so I'm ready to go and, and be able to talk to these guys at the barbershop. Right, right. And uh, last night's game is not just about, you know, uh, for women. It's for um, uh, people who are uh, for men also and for others also. So mm-hmm. that they can know more about sports. And even when men are talking sports, it's it, you are absolutely right that you know, it's very difficult to keep up with all the news and especially, you know, sports news. People tend to miss out on. They don't have time for other things. Just even for the main news, they don't have that much of time, you know, beyond beyond maybe uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And here maybe perhaps, you know, uh, exactly. So here also maybe some political news or the main news that uh, you don't have that much of time. And yes, you are right. People can. Uh, use it, all sort of people can use it and especially for women folk because you know, you are just not a nobody, you are you ha- you are a very well-educated woman, you are an entrepreneur yourself you are a TEDx speaker, podcast host and you are an, also an investor and you see you have flown around the world, around 56 days 50, uh, 56 hours or something 
50, my husband had this idea once to see how fast we could go around the world. And it was 58 hours and maybe 30 something minutes. It was a, a, a great experience I will never do again because it was, it was brutal. You slept on the plane. And so basically we flew from Phoenix where we were based um, to Chicago, to Frankfurt, to Tokyo, to Seattle. And so cool. we, it was, it was, it was brutal. I would much rather, we lived overseas in Singapore for a while and that was a much nicer flight. One flight where you got to take a nap and it was calm and <laughs> that, right. that flight around the world was a bit brutal. Right. But, but what the point I was trying to make was that you have seen the world. You have seen the world. And when you are talking about something, you are not uh, talking about something from a very narrow point of view, from a very wide point of view. And I would want that people see it from that point of view and make the best out of that particular uh, service or last night games, the website that you have put out. And in fact, I am very interested and I will certainly uh, look at it, you know, to get my dose of sports uh, news and understand there are so many sports that I don't know about. And I may perhaps need to even for my podcast, I may need to understand things. And I know at least of one place where I can quickly go and know exactly what's happening in any other sports or in any other part of the world. Now, talking about business, you see some, maybe nowadays men are learning more about women, their problems, their issues. And, you know, as we are, uh, uh, the uh, workforce is getting more assimilated, women uh, are getting more in number of uh, businesses and workforce. So men are getting to understand them better and they're trying to understand their issues better. And that is why there are a lot of changes in work policies also happening. And maybe soon, uh, men will, you know, want to understand more about women's sports and everything, perhaps to get in the, not to be left out of women business, business women's discussion, because that's uh, so many discussions happen between women and women have a lot of capacity to give a lot of businesses there, uh, give a lot of business to a lot of uh, vendors and all other aspects, because I see the number growing so fast. But now you are a master of small talk. Tell us about that. What is small talk uh, and how does it matter? And especially how does it matter in terms of business, in terms of, you know, building network, building relationships? How does one make best use of that? And especially coming from a master of small talk. I would say that's a, a self-titled master of small talk. And I would say to anyone who's who's watching that says you, you're intimidated by small talk, that's okay. So am I. I. I'm intimidated by it. There's nothing to me scarier than walking into a room of a thousand people at a networking event and not knowing anyone. It's terrifying and that's okay. But I would say that arming yourself and that's kind of once again, back to where I was saying, when I go to a, a meeting or maybe I'm going, I, I, I went back to get my MBA in Chicago. And so I would, before I would fly in every time, I would kind of research what's going on in Chicago. So that way I always knew what to bring up or what not to bring up when I was with my folks from Chicago. And that's something I would say is there's a little bit of prep that goes into small talk. If you're going to a holiday party or a birthday party, whatever that might be, just tune in and just see what's going on. I think there's always an opportunity to prepare yourself just a little bit when you go into a conversation. And that is that is one thing that I've learned over the course of my career is preparing yourself just a little bit helps a ton. 
That would be my one pointer. And the other one is to just be bold. Remember that you have something to offer. So I, I see a lot of people who are shy and who maybe don't want to approach someone. Maybe it's a business connection. They say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to ask them for coffee because I, I don't want to bother them. That's not what this is about. This is about making connections. And if someone's at a networking event, they want to make connections. And kind of like I said before, remember, you have your own version of smart, right? We're all good at something different. So what you have, while you think maybe you're not going to be, you're not as impressive as the president, but guess what? You have something interesting and you know something interesting that that president doesn't know. So remember that you have a talent and a skill that you bring to the table too. And so that's one thing I would always say to remember when you go into small talking events, small talk and go into big networking events, or even if it's going to someone's house for dinner, remember you are interesting. Everyone is interesting. It's a matter of finding out what makes you maybe a little bit different, which is great because that is something that you can share with people that maybe they're intrigued about. And that's one thing that I've said, I would say I've learned, um, I have a little, a little kiddo and he's very curious, right? Kids, kids ask all the weird questions. And I've right. sort of tried to embrace that to say, how can I be curious when I go into a conversation? How did you start your podcast? Why did you go to this point? Like, what did you, what were the pivots you made along the way? And those are all things to be curious about. And that is a great way to be in a conversation because people love to talk about themselves too. Right, right. So let me ask you if you can help uh, people understand in terms of some examples. Like uh, there are so many people who are introverts. They have mm -hmm. great education. They have got great products. They have got great service. And they are, they are, they are there to network. They also want to get uh, ahead in life to get more business, to get to know more people. Now, everybody is not an insurance guy that he will just be able to go and strike a conversation. Okay. So how do they start their conversation? What, what is it that they can pick? Because they, so many people get nervous about it. You know, suddenly approaching the whole idea about just uh, talking to a stranger, even uh, amidst all those people and you know, just tapping them from behind or how do you approach, which side do you approach the guy or, you know, they're they're talking within them. So how do you get to them without giving them any other, any other sort of an impression and you come to the point, how do you do that? Especially for people who are shy, a bit introvert. It just, so many of them are like that, especially I in a place like India. A lot of people are, you know, even I used to be very hesitant uh, in terms of talking about, you can talk about interviews, you know, as journalists, we are trained to, but many a times it's so difficult to talk about anything else, even about business, you know, mm -hmm. how do you start that? Where do you, uh, what are the things that you can begin with? Well, uh, you know, the icebreakers actually. Sure. Now I will approach this from being an American because I know every culture is just a little bit different. So I will approach it from the American perspective. And when we lived in Singapore, I would say a lot of things were very similar. Maybe the delivery of a business card is different and those kinds of things. And those are cultural differences that if you are doing business international, something to keep in mind, a quick Google search um, online should tell you just maybe some cultural things to be aware of. But the, what I like to do is obviously if you're at a networking event or maybe a wedding or something where everyone's there for the same reason, that's a great way to start. What made right. you, I mean, you can sort of just, you know, you, you grab your, your, soda and you sort of just go up to someone and say, oh, I mean, you could talk about the food buffet. You can talk about what drew you to this. How are you involved with the organization? 
If it's a social event, how do you know the host? How do you know the, the bride and groom? Those are all just really common, easy ways to sort of work your way in there. Because I agree that sort of initial approach is really hard. Uh, sometimes I make a game for myself and I'll say, okay, if you talk to three new people, you can go home. And so some days there are just those days where you're like, I only have it in me to do, go meet one new person. And if that's your limit, start there because then you'll learn to be more confident as you continue to build that. So that's just something to think about is what kind of maybe a little game can you make for yourself? Maybe that's one person. Can you go learn something new from someone? Maybe approach someone who looks, speaks differently than you. All those things, those are all great, just little games. I, to me in my head, sometimes it's nice to play those because it gives you a goal, right? Besides just sitting there being intimidated, you're like, okay, but I can go home if I just do this. And so for those who are introverts, I know it's uncomfortable to get outside the box. Um, I am related to quite a few introverts and that is uncomfortable for them and I get it. But make that game, go approach that one person who, maybe you find the one person with brown hair in the room and that's who you go talk to or the blonde, whatever that might be. And so it's important to believe in yourself, find that common ground, but right before you even get in there. So once again, how are you involved with this organization? Have you been involved in it for a long time? What do you get out of it? Do you go to their events? Is there something I should be going to? How's the, how is the food? I mean, all those little things are just great ways to start talking to someone because if you're at a networking event, someone else is thinking the exact same thing. Like, how do I make a conversation with someone? So you are not alone in that conversation in the least bit of having that sort of uncomfortableness of how do I make connections? Even those people who are, who appear to be really good at it still have that, that sort of, um, I don't want to say resistance might be the right word, but resistance when it comes to approaching people, because people can, it can be intimidating. It's a very awkward thing that we don't do a lot, right? We hang out with people we know. And if we go to someone's house or something, we probably know them and at least a couple other people. It's not just a room of strangers. So find that way to make a game, do a little research beforehand. So you're prepared on what, maybe what the organization you're there for, um, what's going on in the news. I avoid all things politics and all things that can be controversial. So I just do not even talk about those. And if someone brings them up, I'm very delicately switch that conversation into something else because I, I'm not here to talk about politics with, or argue with someone because that never wins, right? So I would just say be confident, find that common ground, and then also just be prepared just a little bit when you come, when you head into that event so you have something to talk about. Right, right, I mean, And that's where, you know, sports talk is also helpful to uh, break the ice. But uh, one thing I just wanted to understand that when you are doing this small talk and when you are preparing yourself to approach the person, uh, man, women, or, you know, or even uh, anybody else, what should be your goal? Is it, what should be your goal? What you should look at striking the deal right now? You got, because you've got to know what do you want out of that two minute to five minute conversation that can or can, cannot happen. What should be the motive? What should be the goal for any person who is looking to connect with a person out in a meeting or, or, or an organization? I think that's a really good question too. It, I, personally, I would say it's to get a next meeting. It's to okay. make, a, make a connection 
but then to be able to follow up because I think it's it almost feels too um, abrupt sometimes to say, okay, nice to meet you for three minutes. Here's my card. Come buy some cookies from my bakery, which is also, I mean, you can say that, but it might be, maybe it's a time when you use that. I would use that three minutes if it was me, that three to five minute conversation to find some common ground. And maybe it's where I can say, oh my gosh, we could make it. I'd love to talk to you about a partnership. I see these two things that we might be able to do together. Or I have a bakery, you own a school. We could work together and I could provide cookies at a discounted rate or something like that. So it's trying to find those commonalities and maybe those connections. And that's how my brain works. I'm one of those people who connects people. I love saying, you have to meet this person because they're really amazing. And that's what I like to do. But everyone's brain works a little bit differently. If you're there for a short amount of time and you really just want to close the deal, then do it. Say, hey, you know what? I'd love to connect with you. I think we would be great. I'd love to meet with you to talk about um, me selling you windows. And those are all things that you, know, you kind of have to have your goal defined ahead of time. But personally, I would say I would use that time to cultivate a phone call or a meeting or something after that, because that's the spot where you're really going to be able to show your true self, right? You're going to be able to show your product. You're going to be able to have time to think about maybe what those other connections and what those other business opportunities might be between the meeting them at the event and then meeting them afterwards at, at a coffee or something. So, but I would also say, bring your business cards. If you have something you want to give out, do that. So like, I always have a business card or something that then I can present and then follow up with them. At least they have my name, they know who I am. And then I can make that connection to say, hey, I'm gonna follow up with you because I want to discuss X, Y, and Z. And so, but then also follow up. I mean, I think that's the best, that's the hardest part of that really truly is the follow up. Make a note when they give you your business card, when you get back, when you leave that event or you go to the bathroom, whatever you do, start writing down who these people are, right? Amy, sports, um, sports blog, podcast. Then you, when you look at that the next day, you can say, oh yeah, 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 I remember that person because too often you get this stack of cards and you're going, um, I don't know who this is. I don't know that. And you look up their company and it's some generic company and you don't remember who that person is. So do your best to, to make a little note. And sometimes I'll even say, oh my gosh, you know what, it's really great to meet you. You know what, I'm gonna make a note right here. So I remember to follow up with you on the cookie sales to your school. And so those are things that I, usually I find that people are not offended in the least bit. Like that's something for, cause it benefits everybody, right? If we're creating a partnership, it benefits everyone. And so do your best to be prepared, but then prepare and do the work afterwards to follow up. Okay. Okay. Amy. And is there anything in particular, I know it will be difficult, but is there anything in particular, both men as well as women should avoid during this talk, the small talk? That is a really good question. Um, I, like I said, once again, I think uh, we'll speak as an American, um, but every it's culture fine. is a little we, bit is a little bit it, different. It, we have it very close, you know, Indians yes. know a lot about, yeah. Yes, I would say that um, I I avoid a couple of things. Like, I don't really like give out my number as is, I give out my card, but I'm always not like, oh, well just, just text me because that always just comes across okay. a little odd. Okay. Um, I would also say just the, the proximity Granted, if it's a big a crowded room, you can't do that. But I always just try to really avoid um, anything that might be a little bit misconstrued as sort of a, a pickup, if you will. Um, and so that would be one thing I would totally avoid. And as a conversation, once again, I would avoid politics. I would avoid anything sort of controversial right now happening in your neighborhood. Um, for Americans right now, it's 
gun control and a lot of other things that I just don't, I don't talk about. And so I really do. That's where I kind of find that, that conversation of food tends to be a completely easy conversation, no matter where you are in the world. Um, And that's one that I, it's kind of my go-to if I really get stuck, you know, I'm talking to somebody and, and maybe they mentioned they have a bunch, they have five kids. And I'll say, well, oh my gosh, you have five kids. I only have one. How do I can't feed, figure out how to feed one. What do you feed your five kids? What's for dinner at your house? Those are all things that you might be able to stir up and use to, to kind of navigate maybe around a sticky situation or something like that. Right, right. Thank you for all these ans- answers, Amy. Now, coming back to your sports itself, you are now into, you know, uh, the sports talk itself. Now, a lot of people are moving towards sports business, but then it is getting crowded day by day. Mm-hmm. How are you working out it, it out for yourself? And what is your advice for people who are entering into a uh, business like yours, you know, trying to, you know, be a vendor or something supplier or anything, or even in terms of information, how does uh, it work for you so that they can get any cues for themselves? Uh, great question. And I would say it is getting crowded. And I look at it from even an investor perspective. When I see businesses come in, a lot of them tend to have a similar idea, right? But what yeah. I would say is find your differentiator. Find what makes you different. That's great. If you and I both have the same idea and we're offering a similar product, well, I should probably try to make mine cheaper or maybe a better quality or some other way to find how I make myself different. And that would be my key huge thing as you enter into whatever business it is, but especially the sports industry, how do you make yourself different? What is different about your business? And for us, that was truly narrowing down and really encompassing the the human interest side of sports. There are a lot of people who cover just women's sports. There are a lot of people who cover sports, but no one was really breaking it down in that short short and sweet uh, entity that really covered the human interest side of sports. And so that's how we found that sort of our niche, if you will. And um, that's what I would recommend as you dive into a business that is a flooded market. Um, I teach at, I'm also an adjunct professor and I talk a lot about about how you differentiate yourself. The market, especially women coming into business, the more women that get into business, the the, the more normal it, it is essentially, right? You're no longer an anomaly. So just remember that you A, support people, and truly have that community because that's how we excel, right? That's how we make those connections, but also um, be able to make yourself different. And we could talk about like Lady Gaga, we could go down that route and use her as an example. She's a blonde pop singer, like there's a million other blonde pop singers, but she kind of started doing the weird thing. She wore a meat dress and she does all these really eccentric things. She's very talented, right? But that makes her different. People notice her because- They're talking about her. She's not just another person um, out here in an evening gown. She's doing something different. And maybe I'm not saying you need to to, to sort of like wear a chicken hat out every day. <laughs> but um, how do you make yourself different? How do you make yourself stand out? So check, take a look at your competitors and then find out what you can do that's different that makes your business its own where people might come to you for something maybe specific, if you will. Right. Right. I mean, well, well put now. My last question to you is, Emmy. you see, today's world is talking about you don't need education. You see, Bill Gates, he's a college dropout. Uh, so many people who have not completed their college education. And they are, they are the most, you know, they are the world's biggest billionaires today. 
And whenever you talk, people say you don't need the formal educations. The formal education is not required to achieve greatness, to do whatever you want. And to a certain extent, they have their own reasons. But you went for a master's degree. Tell us about this. What would you like to tell women? How is it helping in your business? How did you think it will help you in your business? Is it helping it, you? What would you tell women in business about, uh, about getting educated better and gaining more, uh, you know, more education in the right format? What's your take on this? Well, I should say that I am the, on one side of my family, I'm the first person to graduate from college. Uh, so that education is obviously a, something that was valued in my household, but both my parents were not college educated. And that's why they valued education so much. And they pushed my brother and I to a good school to make sure that we did well and we went a different route. And I totally agree. My dad had a very successful business with no college education. That is definitely an opportunity for some people too. For me, I had my college education. I was a journalism major. And so about, gosh, in 2021, I decided to go back to school to get my, my MBA. And I did that for multiple reasons. So as an investor, I was really looking at these balance sheets and I wasn't really sure what everything meant. I didn't know what made up these. And I was hearing different words and different terms that I'm in the back of the room vigorously writing down and having to go back and look up. But I wanted to learn more about the back end of the business. I obviously understood the marketing and that side of the business, but didn't understand sort of the back end of things. And so for me, that was really important to fulfill my, my need as a business owner, but also as an investor and as a person in the world. That to me was important. Um, and that's not for everybody. And I have to say, it's, it, it was rough, right? I had a one and a half year old. It was COVID um, and all those things. And I never want to take another statistics class again. But I, to me, that was really important. But I don't think that there, there is a need for a specifically formal education. There are a lot of certificate programs. There are accelerators. There are a lot of opportunities to continue to learn. And that to me is the most important piece. And that's how um, I continue to evolve as an individual. I keep pushing myself and learning new things because that is truly what keeps us it keeps us alive, right? The, if you know, adopting and, and learning a, a new platform with a podcast, you have to learn something new and you're gonna fail and that's okay. But it's that continual evolving and learning and growing your brain and that education can come from any different facet. And right. you have to do what works best for your needs, for your business, for your needs, for your family. And for us, I was able to do that, but that's not for everybody. And I, like I said, I, I truly believe that there are many other opportunities to learn and learn specifically in what you want to learn too. And that's, I started a master's program actually um, probably about 15 years ago and I took one or two classes and it was um, it wasn't a master's in business. It was a master's in political science, I believe. And it I did it because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, but it didn't enhance my life at all. And that's where what I decided finally, probably what fifteen years into my almost twenty years into my career, decided to go back and get my MBA because I knew where I needed to fill those voids. I knew what those gaps looked like. And so to me, that was going to fill those gaps. Right, right. Totally, totally get it. And. I guess uh, a lot of people will understand that, uh, you know, you can take certificate courses, any other course that what is, that is what, you know, helps you fill the gaps and wherever you feel the need of a particular uh, degree or education or any particular uh, sort of a skill. Now, uh, 
I mean, if you can tell us about your podcast, how do people? You are also a podcast host, and you know how can people connect with that podcast? How they can listen to that and gain more knowledge, more understanding out of you. So you can find us. We're at lastnight'sgame.com, but the podcast is called Sports Curious, and we are on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you can find us there. Once again, just type in Sports Curious. It's a picture of my mug right there, my face right on the uh, on the logo itself. And it's a quick, easy four to five minute podcast once a week. And hopefully it will enlighten you and others into what's happening in the world of sports, but also learning something really interesting. Our last last week's podcast, we talked about celebrities that own sports teams because that's just something, once again, is a conversation starter. Right, right. I think uh, we have covered a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff people can know from your podcast, from your website. And I'll try and put as much information on the YouTube description. And, and that's where they can connect better with you. So thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. And and a, a happy Ganesh Chaturthi to you too. From, thank you. you. Know, may Lord Ganesha bless you with a lot of wisdom and prosperity. Well, and thank you for sharing yours. May Lord Ganesha bless everybody with lots of wisdom and also wealth and prosperity and happiness. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much once again.